Hello, this is Tushta Krishna Das, and you're listening to ISKCON Denver podcast, where you can hear all of our classes and kirtans. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Shri Gurun Vaishnavangscha, Shri Rupam Sagajatam Sahagana Raghunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvetam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitangscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopikanta Radha Kanta Namostute, Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi, Radhe Vrindavaneshvari, Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye, Vanchakalpa Trubyascha Kripa Sindhubhyevacha, Patitanam Pavanebhya, Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha, Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasari Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare So, Hare Krishna Good morning to everybody Jai all glories to the beloved deities of Vijay Krishna Prabhu. We sincerely pray that everybody is happy and well and Krishna conscious on the Sunday morning. Thank you for noticing my deities. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So today we'll be diving deep into the ocean of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. And we will be reading from chapter 21, entitled The Opulence and Sweetness of Lord Krishna, uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya Lila, chapter 21, The Opulence and Sweetness of Lord Sri Krishna. Um, this is, this section is known as the Sanatan Shiksha, or where Srila Sanatan Goswami is receiving Siksha instructions from Sri Chaitanya, uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And we're going to get quite an ontological shock diving into this chapter. So without further ado, we'll begin. Text one. Agatyeka gatim natva hinartadika sadakam shri chaitanyam kamyasya madhur aishvaryas shikaram. Offering my obeisances unto Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, let me describe a particle of his opulence and sweetness. He is most valuable for a fallen conditioned soul bereft of spiritual knowledge, and he is the only shelter for those who do not know the real goal of life. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaurabhakta Vrinda. All glories to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, 
All glories to Nityananda Prabhu, all glories to Advaita Acharya, and all glories to all the devotees of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sarva Svarupera Dhamma Paravyoma Dhamme Pritak Pritak Vaikunta Sabha Nahika Ganane. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continued All the transcendental forms of the Lord are situated in the spiritual sky. They preside over spiritual planets in that abode, but there is no counting those Vaikuntha planets. Shatta Sahastra Ayuta Laksha Koti Yojana Eka Eka Vaikuntera Vistara Varnana The breath of each Vaikuntha planet is described as eight miles multiplied by 100, by 1,000, by 10,000, by 100,000, and by 10 million. In other words, each Vaikuntha planet is expanded beyond our ability to measure. Does anybody on this early Sunday morning want to do the math of eight times 100 times 1,000 times 10,000 times 100,000 and by 10 million? <laughs> but even if we do that calculation still, Srila Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami says, it's actually beyond our ability to measure. So something to think about and understand when numbers are given in the Shastra, we have to understand why those numbers are given. So here, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is actually saying that they're expanded beyond our ability to measure. So even if you do the math still, it's beyond our ability to measure. So he's just giving us some very, very large numbers to think about. Text five. Sabavaikunta Vyapaka Ananda Chinmaya Parishada Sadaishvarya Purna Sabahoya. Each Vaikuntha planet is very large and each is made of spiritual bliss. Ananda Chinmaya, Vaikuntha planets. So Vaikuntha, the spiritual world. Vaikuntha, Kunta means anxiety. And Vai means there's not. So Vaikuntha is that place where there's no anxiety. I think Tushita Krishna Prabhu was asking a couple, a week and a half ago during Lord Nityananda's appearance day, who's experiencing anxiety in this world? And the only way to get free of that anxiety is Nitai Parakamala, Koti Chandra Sushitala, taking shelter of the lotus feet of Lord Nityananda, which is cooling even more than 10 million moons. So Kunta, this material world is Kunta. It's full of anxiety. And we're feeling it all the time through Adi Bhotik, Adi Daivik, and Adi Atmik. Either our own mind and our own body is giving us so many problems. Other living entities, Adi Bhotika, are giving us so many difficulties mentally, physically, spiritually. Or Adi Daivika, hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, heat, cold, so many things that are beyond our control are giving us anxiety in this world. But Vaikuntha, there's no 
kunta, there's no anxiety, there's no fear, there's nothing material there. What is each planet made of? Spiritual bliss. The inhabitants are all associates of the Supreme Lord, and they have full opulence like the Lord himself. This is how the Vaikuntha planets are all situated. Ananta Vaikuntha Eka Eka Deshayara Sei Paravyoma Dhamera Ke Karu Vistara Since all the Vaikuntha planets are located in a certain corner of the spiritual sky, who can measure the spiritual sky? The shape of the spiritual sky is compared to a lotus flower. The topmost region of that flower is called the whorl, and within that whorl is Krishna's abode. The petals of the spiritual lotus flower consist of many Vaikuntha planets. Each Vaikuntha planet is full of spiritual bliss, complete opulence in space, and each is inhabited by incarnations. If Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva cannot estimate the length and breadth of the spiritual sky in the Vaikuntha planets, how can ordinary living entities begin to imagine them? Kaveti Bhuman Bhagavan Paratman Yogeshvaro Tir Bhavatas Trilokyam Kvavakatam Bhakati Vakadeti Vistarayan Kriddasi Yogamayam. O Supreme Great One, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, O Super Soul, Master of all mystic power, your pastimes are taking place continuously in these worlds, but who can estimate where, how, and when you are employing your spiritual energy and performing your pastimes? No one can understand the mystery of these activities. Purport. This verse is quoted from Srimad Bhagavatam 10.14.21. Text 10. Eimata Krishnara Divya Sadguna Ananta Brahma Shiva Sunakadi Napaya Yandra Anta. The spiritual qualities of Krishna are also unlimited. Great personalities like Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, and the four Kumars cannot estimate the spiritual qualities of the Lord. Gunat Manaste Bigunan Vimatum Hita Vatir Nasyaka Isharesya Kalena Yarva Vimita Sukalpar Bupangsava Ke Mihika Dubhasaha In time, great scientists may be able to count all the atoms of the universe, all the stars and planets in the sky, and all the particles of snow. But who among them can count the unlimited transcendental qualities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead? He descends on the surface of the globe for the benefit of all living entities. Purport, this verse is also quoted from Srimad Bhagavatam, 10.14.7. Brahmadi Rahu Sahastra Vadane Ananta Nirantara Gaya Mukhe 
Napaya Gunera Anta. To say nothing of Lord Brahma, even Lord Ananta, who has thousands of heads, cannot reach the end of the Lord's transcendental qualities, even though he is continuously chanting their praises. If I, Lord Brahma, and your elder brothers, the great saints and sages, cannot understand the limits of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is full of various energies, who else can understand them? Although constantly chanting about his transcendental qualities, the thousand-hooded Lord Shesha has not yet reached the end of the Lord's activities. Purport. This verse spoken to Narada Muni by Lord Brahma is also from Srimad Bhagavatam 2.741. Text 14. To say nothing of Anantadeva, even Lord Krishna himself cannot find an end to his own transcendental qualities. Indeed, he himself is always eager to know them. My Lord, you are unlimited. Even the predominating deities of the higher planetary systems, including Lord Brahma, cannot find your lim limitations, nor can you yourself ascertain the limit of your qualities. Like atoms in the sky, there are multi-universes with seven coverings, and these are rotating in due course of time. All the experts in Vedic understanding are searching for you by eliminating the material elements. In this way, searching and searching, they come to the conclusion that everything is complete in you. Thus, you are the resort of everything. This is the conclusion of all Vedic experts. Purport. This verse from Srimad Bhagavatam 10.87.41, which was spoken by the personified Vedas, is confirmed by Lord Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita 7.19. Bahunam janmanam ante jnanavan mam prapadyate vasudeva sarvamiti sammahatma sadurlabaha. After many births and deaths, he who is actually in knowledge surrenders unto me, knowing me to be the cause of all causes and all that is. Such a great soul is very rare. Even after searching for the absolute truth throughout the universe, learned scholars and Vedic experts cannot reach the ultimate goal. In this way, they come to Krishna. When there's a discussion about the absolute truth, there are always various pros and cons. The purpose of such arguments is to come to the right conclusion. Such an argument is gen generally known as neti-neti, not this, not that. Until one comes to the right conclusion, the process of thinking, this is not the absolute truth, that is not the absolute truth, will continue. When we come to the right conclusion, we accept the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna as the ultimate truth. Text 16. Seha Rahu Vrajayabe, Krishna Avatar, Tandra Charitra Vicharite, Mananaipaya Par. Apart from all argument, logic, and negative or positive processes, 
when Lord Sri Krishna was present as the Supreme Personality of Godhead at Vrindavan, no one could find a limit to his potencies by studying his characteristics and activities. At Vrindavan, the Lord immediately created all material and spiritual planets in one moment. Indeed, all of them were created with their predominating deities. We do not hear of such wonderful things anywhere else. Simply by one's hearing of those incidents, one's consciousness is agitated and cleansed. Oh, that's a really... It's really interesting in the Bengali, Emata Anyatra Nahi Shuneye Adbuta. So we don't hear anything else like this. It's very wonderful. Adbuta and Yaha Yahara Shravane Chitta Yaha Avaduta or Chitta. Earlier this week, we were talking about Chitta consciousness, which is composed of mind, intelligence, and false ego. So here Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is stating, our chitta becomes agitated and cleansed by hearing about these wonderful incidents of Lord Krishna. So it's, you know, it's interesting how we throw clothes in the washer and the washer has you know agitation cycle, right? And before people would clean clothes by like beating them on rocks. So by hearing Shastra and diving deep into the amazing pastimes of Krishna, our consciousness is like getting beat on the rocks or very agitated so that it can become cleansed. So going back to that ontological shock, that we're in shock by hearing all these amazing things that's beyond the mind beyond our intelligence. Purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada, Ki Jai. When Lord Krishna was present in the earthly Vrindavan, Lord Brahma, taking him to be an ordinary cowherd boy, wanted to test his potency. Therefore, Lord Brahma stole all the calves and cowherd boys from Krishna and hid them by his illusory energy. When Krishna saw that Brahma had stolen his calves and cowherd boys, he immediately created many material and spiritual planets in Lord Brahma's presence. Within a moment, cowherd boys, calves, and unlimited Vaikuntas, all expansions of the Lord's spiritual energy, were manifested. As stated in the Brahma Sanghita, Ananda Chinmaya Rasa not only did Krishna create all the paraphernalia of his own of his spiritual energy, but he also created unlimited material universes with unlimited Brahmas. All these pastimes, which are described in Srimad Bhagavatam, will cleanse one's consciousness. In this way, one can actually understand the absolute truth. The spiritual planets in the spiritual sky are called Vaikuntas, and each of them has a predominating deity, Narayan, with a specific name. 
Similarly, in the material sky, there are innumerable universes and each is dominated by a specific deity, a Brahma. Krishna simultaneously created all these Vaikuntha planets and universes within a moment after Brahma's return. The word avadut means rambling, agitating, moving, absorbed, defeated. In some readings of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, it is said, Yahara Shravane Chitta Mala Hayaduta. Instead of the word avaduta, the words hayaduta, meaning that the heart or consciousness is cleansed, are used. When the consciousness is cleansed, one can understand what and who Krishna is. This is confirmed by Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita 728. Persons who have acted piously in previous lives and in this life and whose sinful actions are completely eradicated are freed from the dualities of delusion and they engage themselves in my service with determination. Unless one is freed from the reactions of sinful activities, one cannot understand Krishna or engage in his transcendental loving service. Text 19. Krishna Vatsara Asankhyatai Shukadeva Vani Krishna Sange Katagopa Sankhya Nahijani According to Shukadev Goswami, Krishna had unlimited calves and cowherd boys with him. No one could count their actual number. Each of the cowherd boys was tending calves to the extent of a koti, arbuda, sankhya, and padma. That is the way of counting. So in the Bengali, it says Koti is 10 millions, Arbuda, 100 million, Shanka, 1 trillion, Padma, 10 trillion, and then Tahara, Ganana, the enumeration of that. So each of the cowherd boys was tending calves to the extent of a 10 million, 100 million, 1 trillion, and 10 trillion. Purport. According to Vedic mathematical calculations, the following enumeration system is used. Units, tens, dasha, hundreds, shatta, thousands, sahasra, ten thousands, ayuta, and hundred thousands, laksha. Ten times laksha is niyuta. Ten times niyuta is koti. Ten times kuta is arbuda. Ten times arbuda is vrinda. Ten times vrinda is karva. Ten times karva is nikarva. 10 times Nikarva is Shanka, 10 times Shanka is Padma, and 10 times Padma is Sagara. 10 times Sagara is Antya, and 10 times Antya is Madhya, and 10 times Madhya is Parardha. Each item is 10 times greater than the previous one. Thus all the cowherd boys who were companions of Krishna had many calves to take care of. So we got our math lesson in for today. There will be a test on all of this later on. So hopefully you all memorized all the different units according to Vedic mathematical calculation. <laughs>
Text 21. Vetra Venu Dala Shunga Vastra Alankara Gopaganera Yata Tara Nahileka Para. All the cowherd boys had unlimited calves. Similarly, their canes, flutes, lotus flowers, horns, garments, and ornaments were all unlimited. They could not be limited by writing about them. The cowherd boys then became four-handed Narayans, predominating deities of Vaikuntha planets. All the separate Brahmas from different universes began to offer their prayers unto the lords. All these transcendental bodies emanated from the body of Krishna, and within a second, they all entered again into his body. When the Lord Brahma from this universe saw this pastime, he was astonished and struck with wonder. After offering his prayers, he gave the following conclu conclusion. <clears throat> Lord Brahma said, if someone says that he knows everything about Krishna's opulence, let him think that way. But as far as I'm concerned with my body and mind, I consider it in this way. My Lord, your opulence is like an unlimited ocean of nectar, and it is verbally and mentally impossible for me to realize even a drop of that ocean. Jananta eva janantu kim bahuktya namde prabho manaso vapusho vacho vaibhavam tava gocharaha. There are people who say, I know everything about Krishna. Let them think that way. As far as I am concerned, I do not wish to speak very much about this matter. Oh, my Lord, let me say this much. As far as your opulences are concerned, they are all beyond the reach of my mind, body, and words. Purport. This is a quotation from Srimad Bhagavatam 10.14.38, spoken by Lord Brahma after he had stolen Lord Krishna's calves and cowherd boys, and Krishna had exhibited his transcendental opulence by recreating all the stolen calves and cowherd boys by his Vishnu Murti expansions. After he had seen this, Brahma offered the above prayer. Krishnera Mahima Rahu Kabitara Gyata Vrindavana Stanera Deka Ascharya Vibhuta Let the glories of Lord Krishna be. Who could be aware of all of them? His abode, Vrindavan, has many wonderful opulences. Just try to see them all. According to the revelations of revealed scripture, Vrindavan extends only 16 kroshas, 32 miles. Nonetheless, all the Vaikuntha planets and innumerable universes are located in one corner of this tract. Purport. In Vraj, the land is divided into various vanas or forests. The forests total 12 and their extension is estimated to be 84 kroshas. Of these, the special forest known as Vrindavan is located from the present municipal, municipal city of Vrindavan to the village called Nandagram. The dis, this distance is 16 kroshas, 32 miles. 
So, in 32 miles, Vrindavan, all the Vaikuntha planets and innumerable universes are located in just one corner of Vrindavan. Text 30. Apada Aishvarya Krishnera Nahika Ganana Saka Chandra Naye Karidig Darshana. No one can estimate the opulence of Krishna. That is unlimited. However, just as one sees the moon through the branches of a tree, I wish to give a little indication. Purport. First a child is shown the branches of a tree, and then he's shown the moon through the branches. This is called Shaka Chandra Nyaya. The idea is that first one must be given a simpler example. Then the more difficult background is explained. Text 31. Aishvarya, Aishvarya Kahite Spurila Aishvara Sagara Manendriya Dubila Prabhu Haila Panpara. While describing the transcendental opulences of Krishna, the ocean of opulence manifested in the mind of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and his mind and senses were immersed in this ocean. Thus, he was perplexed. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally recited the following verse from Srimad Bhagavatam, and to relish the meaning, he began to explain it himself. Svayam tvasang samyatishayas triyadisha svarajya lakshma apta samastakama balim haradbis chiraloka palai kariti koti dita parapitaha. The Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna is the master of the three worlds and the three principal demigods, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. No one is equal to or greater than him. By his spiritual potency, known as Svarajya Lakshmi, all his desires are fulfilled. While offering their dues and presence in worship, the predominating deities of all the planets touch the lotus feet of the Lord with their helmets. Thus, they offer prayers to the Lord. Purport. This quotation is verse 21 of the second chapter, third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Parama Ishvara Krishna Svayam Bhagavan Tate Bada Tandrasama Keha Nahiana. Krishna is the original Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, he is the greatest of all. No one is equal to him, nor is anyone greater than him. Ishvara Parama Krishna Satchidananda Vigraha Anadiradir Govinda Sarvakaranakaranam. Krishna, known as Govinda, is the supreme controller. He is an eternal, blissful, spiritual body. He is the origin of all. He has no other origin, for he is the prime cause of all causes. This is the first verse of the fifth chapter of the Brahma Sanghita. Text 36. Brahma Vishnu Hara Eshristadi Ishvara Tine Agyakari Krishnara Krishna Adishvara. The primary predominating deities of this material creation 
our Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, and Lord Vishnu. Nonetheless, they simply carry out the orders of Lord Krishna, who is master of them all. Sujamita niyuktaham harati tadvashaha vishvam purusha rupena paripati shakti drik. Lord Brahma said, following the will of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, I create. Lord Shiva destroys, and he himself in the form of Kshirodakashai Vishnu maintains all the affairs of material nature. Thus the supreme controller of the three modes of material nature is Lord Vishnu. Purport. This is a quotation from Srimad Bhagavatam 2632. Text 38. This is only a general description. Please try to understand another meaning of Triadisha. The three Purusha incarnations of Vishnu are the original cause of the material creation. Mahavishnu, Padmanabha, and Kshirodakashai Vishnu are the super souls of all subtle and gross existences. Purport Lord Mahavishnu is known as Karnadakashai Vishnu, the super soul of everything. Garbhodakashai Vishnu, from whose lotus navel Brahma was created, is also called Hiranyagarbha and is the total supersoul and the subtle supersoul. Kshirodakashai Vishnu is the universal form and the gross supersoul. Text 40. Eitina Sarvashraya Jagat Ishvara Eho Sabha Kala Angsa Krishna Adishvara. Although Mahavishnu, Padmanabha, and Kshirodakashai Vishnu are all shelters and controllers of the entire universe, they are nonetheless but plenary portions or portions of the plenary portions of Krishna. Therefore, he is the original personality of Godhead. Yasyaika Nishva Sitakala Matavalambya Jivanti Loma Vilaja Jagadanda Nataha Vishnur Mahansa Yasya Kalava Shesho Govinda Madi Purushantamaham Bajami. The Brahmas and other lords of the mundane worlds appear from the pores of Mahavishnu and remain alive for the duration of his one exhalation. I adore the primeval Lord Govinda, of whom Mahavishnu is a portion of a plenary portion. Purport. This is a quotation from the Brahma Sanghita 548. See also Adi Lila 571. Text 42. Ehi Arta Madhyama Suna Guda Arta Ara Tina Avasas Tane Krishnera Sastre Kati Ara Yara. This is the middle meaning. Now please hear 
the confidential meaning. Lord Krishna has three places of residence, which are well known from the revealed scriptures. Purport, Krishna has three abodes. His internal abode, Goloka Vrindavan, his intermediate abode, the spiritual sky, and his external abode, this material world. So in this way, Krishna is all pervading. And just see how the creation, the material world that we're in is created by a plenary portion, a portion of a plenary portion of Krishna. So text 43, Antapura Goloka Sri Vrindavana Yaha Nityastiti Mata Pitta Bandhugana the internal abode is called Goloka Vrindavan. It is there that Lord Krishna's personal friends, associates, father and mother live. Vrindavan is the storehouse of Krishna's mercy and the sweet opulences of conjugal love. That is where the spiritual energy working as a maidservant exhibits the rasa dance, the quintessence of all pastimes. Karuna Nikuramba Komale Madhur Aishvarya Vishesha Savani Jayati Vraja Raja Nandane Nahi Chinta Kanika Budetina Vrindavan Dham is very soft due to the mercy of the Supreme Lord, and it is especially opulent due to conjugal love. The transcendental glories of the son of Maharaj Nanda are exhibited here. Under the circumstances, not the least anxiety is awakened within us. Below the Vrindavan planet is the spiritual sky which is known as Vishnu Loka. In Vishnu Loka, there are innumerable Vaikuntha planets controlled by Narayan and innumerable other expansions of Krishna. The spiritual sky, which is full in all six opulences, is the intermediate residence of Lord Krishna. It is there that an unlimited number of forms of Krishna enjoy their pastimes. Innumerable Vaikuntha planets, which are just like different rooms of a treasure house, are all there, filled with all opulences. Those unlimited planets house the Lord's eternal associates, who are also enriched with the six opulences. Goloka namni nijadamni chitasya devi mahesha haridhamasu teshu teshu Te te prabhavan nichayavi itas chayena govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajami. Below the planet named Goloka Vrindavan are the planets known as Devidham, Maheshdham, and Haridham. These are opulent in different ways. They are managed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Govinda, the original Lord. I offer my obeisances unto him. Purport. This is a quotation from the Brahma Sanghita 543. Text 50. Pradhana Parama 
Parma Vyom Nir, Antare Virajanadi, Vedanga Sveda Janatais, Toyai Paris Ravita Subha. Between the spiritual and the material world is a body of water known as the river Viraja. This water is generated from the bodily perspiration of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is known as Vedanga. Thus the river flows. Purport, this verse and the following verse are from the Padma Purana. Beyond the river Viraja is the spiritual nature, which is indestructible, eternal, inexhaustible, and unlimited. It is the supreme abode consisting of three-fourths of the Lord's opulences. It is known as Paravyoma, the spiritual sky. Purport. In the spiritual sky, there is neither anxiety nor fear. It is eternally existing, and it consists of three-fourths of the Lord's energy. The material world is an exhibition of only one-fourth of the Lord's energy. Therefore, it is called Eka Pad Vibhuti. Text 52. On the other side of the river Viraja is the external abode, which is full of unlimited universes, each containing unlimited atmospheres. The abode of the external energy is called Devidham, and its inhabitants are the conditioned souls. It is there that the material energy, Durga, resides with many opulent maidservants. Purport. Because he wants to enjoy the material nature, I'm sorry, because he wants to enjoy the material energy, the conditioned soul is allowed to reside in Devidham, the external energy, where goddess Durga carries out the orders of the Supreme Lord as his maidservant. The material energy is called Jagal Lakshmi because she protects the bewildered, conditioned souls. Goddess Durga is therefore known as the material mother. And Lord Shiva, her husband, is known as the material father. Goddess Durga is so named because this material world is like a big fort where the conditioned soul is placed under her care. For material facilities, the conditioned soul tries to please goddess Durga, and mother Durga supplies all kinds of material facilities. Because of this, the conditioned souls are allured and do not wish to leave the external energy. Consequently, they are continuously making plans to live here peacefully and happily. Such is the material world. Text 54. Eitina dhamera haya krishna adishvara goloka paravyoma prakatera para. Krishna is the supreme proprietor of all dhams, including goloka dham, vaikuntha dham, and devi dham. The paravyoma and goloka dham are beyond devi dham, this material world. Purport. When a living entity is liberated from devi dham, but does not know of the opulence of Haridham, he is placed in Maheshdham, which is between the other two dhams. 
The liberated soul does not get an opportunity to serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead there. Therefore, although this Mahesh Dham is Lord Shiva's Dham, abode, and above Devi Dham, is, it is not the, the spiritual world. The spiritual world begins with Hari Dham, or Vaikuntha Loka. Text 55. Chich, chich Chakti Vibhuti Dhamma Tripad Aishvarya Nama Maika Vibhuti Ekapada Abhidhana the spiritual world is considered to be three-fourths of the energy and opulence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, whereas this material world is only one-fourth of that energy. That is our understanding. Purport. Haridham, or Paravyoma, and Goloka Vrindavan are beyond the material cosmic manifestation. They're celebrated as three-fourths of the Lord's energy. The material world conducted by the Supreme Lord's external energy is called Devidham and is a manifestation of one-fourth one fourth of his energy. Text 56, which is a quote from Lagu Bhagavatamrita. Because it consists of three-fourths of the Lord's energy, the spiritual world is called Tripad Bhuta. Being a manifestation of one-fourth of the Lord's energy, the material world is called Ekapada. The three-fourths part of Lord Krishna's energy is beyond our speaking power. Let us therefore hear elaborately about the remaining one-fourth of his energy. Actually, it is very difficult to ascertain the number of universes. Every universe has its separate Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva who are known as permanent governors. Therefore, there's also no counting them. Purport, Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva are called Chira Loka Pala, permanent governors. This means that they govern the affairs of the universe from the beginning of the creation to the end. In the next creation, the same living entities may not be present but because Brahma and Shiva are existing from the beginning to the end, they are called Chira Loka Pala, permanent governors. Loka Pala means predominating deities. There are eight predominating deities of the prominent heavenly planets, and they are Indra, Agni, Yama, Varuna, Niriti, Vayu, Kuvera, and Shiva. Text 59. Once when Krishna was ruling Dwarka, Lord Brahma came to see him, and the doorman immediately informed Lord Krishna of Brahma's arrival. When Krishna was so informed, he immediately asked the doorman, which Brahma? What is his name? The doorman therefore returned and questioned Lord Brahma. Purport. From this verse, we can understand that Brahma is the name of the post and that the person occupying the post has a particular name also. From the Bhagavad Gita, Imam Vivasvate Yogam. <coughs> Excuse me. Vivasvan is the name of the present predominating deity of the sun. He is generally called Surya, the sun god, but he also has his own particular name. The governor 
of the state is generally, generally called Rajapala, but he also has his own individual name. Since there are hundreds and thousands of Brahmas with different names, Krishna wanted to know which of them had come to see him. Text 61. When the doorman asked which Brahma, Lord Brahma was surprised. He told the doorman, please go inform Lord Krishna that I am the four-headed Brahma, which, who is the father of the four Kumars. The doorman then informed Lord Krishna of Lord Brahma's description, and Lord Krishna gave him permission to enter. The doorman escorted Lord Brahma in, and as soon as Brahma saw Lord Krishna, he offered obeisances at his lotus feet. After being worshipped by Lord Brahma, Lord Krishna also honored him with suitable words. Then Lord Krishna asked him, why have you come here? Being questioned, Lord Brahma immediately replied, later I shall tell you why I have come. First of all, there is a doubt in my mind which I wish you would kindly dissipate. Why did you inquire which Brahma had come to see you? What is the purpose of such an inquiry? Is there any other Brahma besides me within this universe? Upon hearing this, Sri Krishna smiled and immediately meditated. Unlimited Brahmas arrived instantly. These Brahmas had different numbers of heads. Some had 10 heads, some 20, some 100, some 1,000, some 10,000, some a hundred thousand, some ten million, and others a hundred million. Can you imagine having a hundred million heads? No one can count the number of faces they had. There also arrived many Lord Shivas with various heads numbering one hundred thousand and ten million. Many Indras also arrived, and they had hundreds of thousands of eyes all over their bodies. Purport, it is said that Indra, the king of heaven, is very lusty. Once he had sexual intercourse with the wife of a great sage, and when the sage learned about this, he cursed lusty Indra with the curse that put vaginas all over his body. Being very much ashamed, Indra fell down at the lotus feet of the great sage and begged his pardon. Being compassionate, the sage turned the vaginas into eyes. Therefore, Indra possesses hundreds and thousands of eyes all over his body. Just as Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva have many faces, the king of heaven, Indra, has many eyes. It's very intense. Text 69. When the four-headed Brahma of this universe saw all these opulence of, opulences of Krishna, he became very much bewildered and considered himself a rabbit among many elephants. All the Brahmas who came to see Krishna offered their respects at his lotus feet, and when they did this, their helmets touched his lotus feet. No one can estimate the inconceivable potency of Krishna. All the Brahmas who were there were resting in the, in the one body of Krishna. When all the helmets struck together at Krishna's lotus feet, there was a tumultuous sound. It appeared that the helmets themselves were offering prayers into Krishna's lotus feet. 
with folded hands, all the Brahmas and Shivas begin to offer prayers unto Lord Krishna, saying, O Lord, you have shown me a great favor. I have been able to see your lotus feet. All of them then said, It is my great fortune, Lord, that you have called me, thinking of me as your servant. Now let me know what your order is so that I may carry it on my heads. Lord Krishna replied, Since I wanted to see all of you together, I have called all of you here. All of you should be happy. Is there any fear from the demons? They replied, By your mercy, we are victorious everywhere. Whatever burden was upon the earth, you have taken away by descending to that planet. This is the proof of Dwarka's opulence. All the Brahmas thought, Krishna is now staying in my jurisdiction. Thus the opulence of Dwarka was perceived by each and every one of them. Although they were all assembled together, no one could see anyone but himself. Purport. The four-headed Brahma perceived the opulence of Dwarka Dham, where Krishna was staying, and although there were Brahmas present having ten to ten million heads, and although many Lord Shivas were also assembled, only the four-headed Brahma of this universe could see all of them. By the inconceivable potency of Krishna, the others could not see one another. Although all the Brahmas and Shivas were assembled together, due to Krishna's energy, they could not meet or talk among themselves individually. Lord Krishna then bade farewell to all the Brahmas there, and after offering their obeisances, they all returned to their respective homes. After observing all these opulences, the four-headed Brahma of this universe was astonished. He again came before the lotus feet of Krishna and offered him obeisances. Brahma then said, Whatever I formally decided about my knowledge, I've just now had personally verified. There are people who say, I know everything about Krishna. Let them think in that way. As far as I am concerned, I do not wish to speak very much about this matter. Well, my Lord, let me say this much. As far as your opulences are concerned, they're all beyond the reach of my mind, body, and words. This is a quotation from Srimad Bhagavatam 10.14.38, spoken by Lord Brahma. <clears throat> so we started the, the reading with this theme. Lord Brahma trying to steal away all of the cows, all the calves and the cowherd boys. Krishna revealing so many Vishnu forms, bringing unlimited Vaikunthas to Goloka Vrindavan. And Brahma being so bewildered, he just fell at the lotus feet and said, let those people think that they know everything about Krishna. As for me, I can't speak about this matter. Krishna is beyond the reach of my mind, body, and words. His opulences are beyond the chitta, the consciousness. And so the, what is it? The avaduta, taking the chitta, the consciousness, hearing about all these opulences of Krishna, 
the opulences of the Ekpad Vibhuti and Tripad Vibhuti, the one-fourth manifestation, the material world, the three-fourth manifestation, the spiritual world. Hearing about all these opulences of Krishna cleanses our consciousness. It uh, agitates the consciousness and cleanses it. And so ending with Lord Brahma being further bewildered by Krishna bringing unlimited Brahmas with hundreds of millions of heads and Lord Shiva's and how just in one tiny corner of Vrindavan are the unlimited spiritual worlds and the unlimited material worlds. They just reside in one corner of Vrindavan. So these are the amazing opulences of Krishna. And by hearing about these opulences, our chitta is cleansed, but we also, we take on that humility and mood of Lord Brahma. That what can we do? All the opulences of Krishna, they're all beyond the reach of our mind, body, and words. And so all we can do is in all humility cry out, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So thank you for your kind attention in today's Chaitanya Charitamrita reading. Please forgive me for any mispronunciation of shlokas and please forgive any offenses that I may have committed. Vanchakalpa Trubyascha Kripasindubievacha Patitanam Pavanebyo Vaishnavibyo Namonamaha. If there's any reflections or um, questions that anybody has. We can, we'd love to hear some reflections on this amazing pastime of Lord Brahma. Uh, uh, Hare Krishna Prabhu, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Yes, uh, thank you. Um, uh, accept my mind and Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Prabhu, uh, I have a question, but if a senior devotee wants to go first, I can wait. We want to hear from you, Prabhu. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, so, um, my question is uh, related to the reading you brought, uh, uh, you chose for today. And this is Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya Lila, Chapter 21, the op uh, entitled The Opulence and Sweetness of Lord Sri Krishna. And my question is related to text 18. Uh, uh, um, where I find the purport saying the following, quote, not only did Krishna create all the paraphernalia of his spiritual energy, but he also created unlimited material universes with unlimited Brahmas. For these pastimes, which are described in Srimad Bhagavatam, will cleanse one's consciousness. In this way, one can actually understand the absolute truth." End quote. So my question is as follows. Why is it 
so important for the living entity to know about the absolute truth. Is it that without knowing about the absolute truth, we are living a life where we find ourselves lying to ourselves? And if we lie to ourselves, aren't we going to be ignored by Mother Earth and her blessings? Because as far as I know, uh, Mother Earth, um, although capable of tolerating the worst of senses, what, not, what she cannot tolerate is when we lie, even if we are lying to ourselves. That is my question, if I may. So, uh, I, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear one part of there. How, uh, how is it connected to this purport of lying to ourselves? I, 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 I seem to have missed that point. Uh, because um, here uh, the recommendation is for us to understand the absolute truth. Uh. So, so if we are not uh, striving for the understanding of the absolute truth, isn't that we are we are lying uh, to ourselves, living a life where we find ourselves lying to ourselves, and if we lie to ourselves, aren't we aren't we going to be ignored by Mother Earth and her blessings? Because as far as I know, although capable of tolerating the worst offenses, what Mother Earth cannot tolerate is when we lie, even if. Mm -hmm. We are lying to ourselves. Mm. Did you hear me? Yes, Prabhu. Yes, Prabhu. So, mm. <laughs> in this way, one can actually understand the absolute truth. So, we, I would say that we're we're lying to ourselves if we're not sincere. Sincerity will keep us from lying to ourselves. So in the purport that you read from, it's all about cleansing one's consciousness. So we're going to lie to ourselves when we don't really know who ourselves are. And that's the special practice of bhakti yoga is that we're not going to be able to understand the absolute truth by neti neti. That's what um, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tells to Sri Sanatana Goswami in today's reading is that there are so many personalities, neti neti, not this, not this. The absolute truth is this. The absolute truth is not this. And we're going to try to come to understanding the absolute truth through our mundane material mind and our material consciousness, but bhakti yoga dissolves our materially motivated mind, our material intelligence, and the false ego, which reveals our true self. 
So sincerity in serving Krishna, sincerity in chanting the Mahamantra, when we're sincere, then we're not going to lie to ourselves. And just like Brahma, right? Brahma is humility and his being humiliated by Krishna, right? Brahma is the greatest personality in this material world. And so he's in such a humble state of mind. He's no longer lying to himself, thinking that he is the greatest personality in this world. Because that's how we're, you know, not pratishta, not thinking that we're the center of the universe, that we're so great. Or Lord Brahma is completely humiliated by Krishna and Dwarka, humiliated in a good way. You know, not that Brahma felt bad, but he was just in awe of the opulences of Krishna. So through bhakti, we actually create sincerity within our heart and we'll keep from lying to ourselves and we'll keep from creating any offenses to Mother Earth by lying, as stated in Canto 8 in the uh, pastime of Vamandev, Bali Maharaj. So it's all about sincerity. I hope that's okay to your very amazing question. You, you always ask like such deep, <laughs> amazing questions. We can see how We can see how sincere you are in really trying to understand Krishna consciousness. Uh, yes, Prabhu, and in, in accordance with, with, with your answer, uh, if, uh, uh, I insist on, on the following. If we do not practice uh, Krishna consciousness with the sincere attitude, uh, are we risking to be ignored by Mother Earth and her blessings? Mother Earth is the wife of Lord Krishna, so by performing bhakti and being sincere, she gives all blessings. Yes, but we, if we are not sincere, she, she will take it out of our lives, she will deny it? She'll, she'll swallow us up and we'll be lost in Mother Earth in the external energy. She's Bhushakti. So just as, yeah, if we're not practicing sincerely Krishna consciousness, then Durga Devi, as stated in this chapter, will put us in her fort and protect us <laughs> and will try to be happy in this material world rather than being happy in the spiritual world. Uh, yes, now, now you're uh, in relation to my question, now your answer is not only complete, but again, uh, I, 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 the dictionary has no adjective to qualify the, uh, your, your, your answers. Uh, amazing, extraordinary, completely out of this world. Congratulations and thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare It is uh, 9.12. If Mother Nidra would like to bless us with any words of wisdom and make us prepared for a Krishna conscious day. Hi, Prabhu. Thank you so much. So um, beautiful uh, <clears throat> description from Krishnadas Kaviraj's writings and um, helps us to uh, <clears throat> appreciate where we would like to be situated in, uh, in, in Krishna's vast kingdom. So uh, thank you so much for the reading. It's just it gives us a lot of um, 
um, reassurance that uh, this is all worth it. So thank you very much. Hare Krishna. And Balgo Prabhu, if I may, very quickly, before you end the class, you, you were saying that we were going to be tested uh, uh, in relation to the calculations. <laughs> and I prepared myself, and if I may, at least I can give you this. M times Laksha is Niyuta. Okay. Are you pleased? Yes, Prabhu. Okay. Anybody, anybody else have any, uh, any remembrance of the Vedic mathematical calculations? <laughs> Vijay Krishna is the only one who passed the test. Vijay Krishna Prabhu Ki Jai. Jai. You're very kind. Wonderful class. Wonderful teacher. Hare Krishna. Anantakoti Vaishnava Vrinda Ki Jai. Vanchakopo Vaishnava Shri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai. Shri Prabhupada Ki is that your altar, Vijay Krishna Prabhu? Who's asking? The Tushta Prabhu? Yeah. Yes, uh, my obeisance, Prabhu. Uh, uh, yes, my, it is my altar. Very nice. Oh, uh, thank you for, for noticing it. I'm trying to please uh, the devotees related to East Kandamba community as 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 best as possible. It is a humble altar, but that's that's what I have. Can you bring the camera closer? Would you like for me to bring the camera closer? Yeah, to your altar. Yes, of course, I can do it. Give me a second. It's happening right now. <laughs> Darshan of... I'm, I'm moving the table with the computer, okay. which has the camera, and now you can see the name, the name, I named them uh, Shri Shri Radha Golokananda. Golokananda. Jai. Radha, yeah. Radha Golokananda in the Azores Islands off of Portugal. Jai. Yeah. Jai. The, nine, the, nine, the nine islands, possibly the yeah. new future Navadweep. New wow. number. Yeah, yes, I relate the number of the islands behind the nine processes. Mm. Right. Yeah, I, think that, I think that Lord Chaitanya has a special program for, for the Azores Portuguese islands, uh, also because of the number nine islands, nine processes for the mm. execution of pure devotional service. So who knows what, what is going to happen here? Wow. Right. Well, Krishna will look forward to getting there someday. Krishna will look forward to getting there someday to do some Sankirtan. Okay, uh, you're all invited. Uh, Which island are you on, Prabhu? Uh, uh, the name in Portuguese is São Miguel. In English, uh, it's Saint Miguel. 